long-awaited return. We've been on a winter solstice, a winter hiatus, but we're yeah, back, we're- baby. I don't actually think winter has started. Has quite it technically yet. not started yet? It's technically still the fall, but we're back. We took like what, like three Look, we've, weeks we've off? Fall, fallen back. We've leapt forward. Time changes. Everything. Yeah, Jesse, it was I, a hard um, three weeks. I've for basically me. not been home, quite literally, for three full weeks. Um, I mean, how was that? Uh, it was tiring. I was I was working the first two weeks. Um, and so I was on the road for that. I did. I was briefly home for like twelve hours, uh, for you know half a day there in between a couple runs, and then when I did get home, uh, we went straight up to Chicago for a little Thanksgiving week. So I've I've basically just not been home for for three weeks. So yeah, we uh we just kind of let it let it ride because I also really wasn't watching a lot of sports in that three weeks period right. span because. Turns You're out, out they're grinding. Working. Turns out shows don't aren't super conducive to keeping up on sporting events. So Jesse but, does uh, like random contract work as like a uh, audio engineer. On, yeah, like, that's, random tour that's events. probably the best way to describe it. I'm a contracting production manager, audio engineer. So that's <sighs> man, that sounds official. And then he uh, he does this as his main gig. And yeah, yeah, this is, stuff this is the, the primary. So you this didn't watch the old, the old bacon maker, as it were. You didn't watch. You didn't watch a lot of sports, did you? Look, I was I was sports adjacent. I was keeping up with what's happening, sure. but I just didn't have a lot of opportunities to really sit down and take in a lot of full games. That's, nice. That's yeah. the problem. Uh, how was Thanksgiving in Chicago? Obviously, we didn't go. Well, I guess it's not obvious. Uh, Jazz and I stayed in Seattle. You the did, whole which turned out to be a total waste. Could have been there. Yeah, baby's not even here yet. Dude. Baby's not here. Yet. We are on baby watch though. Officially, today was the due date. Today is due date. Yes, due date. We are. He is due today. Is we, she at uh, the hospital? But you're just you're making sure you get this done first. Yeah, then... she's waiting in the car. Okay, actually. good. No, Fully... no, don't worry, Jazz. Just give me like give us like a solid thirty, and we'll mid, be good. Mid contraction, she's in the car waiting on me. I told her I can keep that... track of the time for you here because I got the clock going on the recording, so we can do the four one one. Perfect. Well, yeah. we could dial her in. We could see if she has some commentary to this. Okay. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. She have a lot of fun. Well, Jess, let me tell you what you missed out on. Uh, oh, so we you were going to let me tell you about Thanksgiving? Oh. Yes, I, I remember, Or was that just kind of like a passing question? You know, well, was, I was, like, I was, was that like a rhetorical, that contextual question? You missed out on a wonderful Thanksgiving in Seattle. What Did was I? your Thanksgiving please, like? No, no, no. Please tell me about your Thanksgiving. We actually what? had a very we had a sweet Thanksgiving. We, we went over uh, to some friend's house earlier in the morning and watched some football. Um, and then... We came home and I fell asleep on the couch and I woke up to Jazz having basically an entire Thanksgiving meal made with mashed potatoes, stuffing, Brussels sprouts, mac and cheese, turkey, gravy, uh, a bread, no, no, no real appetizers going on, just kind of jumped oh, into the main that. course. And it was so fantastic. you went to sleep watching football, woke up to a completed Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, it was pretty God good. God bless it. Dude, that's, it was that's pretty good. That's not bad. Great. To my wife, who was essentially 40 weeks pregnant. Or, yeah, at the time. Um, and it still is now. Um, and we just had our sweet little pre-baby Thanksgiving. It was like the that's last great, little man. moment, just the two of us. And it was something that um, I'll cherish forever. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's yeah, really it was beautiful, good. Jens. It was really good. Yeah. Um, 
Well, look, I gotta, I gotta tell you, you made the right call, Jens. Things are getting a little chaotic at the McGowan household around the holidays. Tell so, tell me about it. Look, it. This is the first one it really hit. That having five children at the moment, and we are now hitting seven, and eight will be coming next year. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's and, um, and it's four, four under three. And then in, in Judah's five. Judah's five. Oh, well, you're almost six. So Judah's almost six. Zion's yeah. three. And then there's three more than that were under or two and under. Yeah. Uh, look, it changes the so, dynamic. So can I ask it you a question? Really, it really just, it alters Paint the dynamic. Paint me the picture of like, you know, for our listeners, we all go back to our parents' house where me and Jesse grew up. Not and- to mention that we had 30 people there on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I heard. I heard the the amount of children and is eight children, twenty one adults. Twenty one adults, eight kids was the, yeah. was the head count. Yeah. So you're in the kitchen. Let's say this is pre Thanksgiving, as you're just hanging out middle of the day. Oh, I didn't go in the kitchen, man. I I avoided that. It. James James at one point was like, "Yeah, uh, Rose is eating like breakfast with mom, and she just kept feeding him oatmeal. Like, just gave him a lot, of, a lot of oatmeal. It's like one of the, like one of the stories that I heard, like a lot of oatmeal. So I don't know if that one is Benji eating solids. Uh, you know what? We introduced some real food to Benji this week. Oh. Prior to this week, uh, he had only had uh, breast milk, the staple of his diet. Sure." A little dab of olive oil and a little dab of red wine. So we're pri- we're trying to keep him prioritized. How did that? He liked all three. Wait, the olive oil. When did you introduce the olive oil? I don't know. Probably like within the last month. Like we just literally like put like a little like splash on your finger and like let him taste it. And then the red wine was yeah, just same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I served him up like a, a five ounce pour of a nice like Brunello or something. Just, a, just, you just gave him a little shorty. I I just put a little finger on, put a little touch in the finger. Say, look, man, like one of the first things you're gonna try in your life is some Italian red. And so he actually, loved it. I went to a local wine shop, and that's how they're serving you now. Is that just, how they do it? They just they do a little dab, dab on the finger, finger and instead of like tongue. the tasting night. I it's like just that. like this immersive. It's, in, it's intimate. Yeah, it's definitely intimate. Yeah, you yeah. get kind of the but, the full flavor profile. But that was all previous to this week. This week, uh, he tried avocado. He, oh. uh, we did give him a carrot to gnaw on. He kind of got it. He gets a little. He gets a little bit on it because he's got the two little Do bottom chompers. Uh, he's a big gnaw guy. You just t- you try it. Next gnaw time feels you see like Benji. A, gnaw feels no, no, like you an, get, you an give animal Benji a finger. adjective. Give Benji a finger, and you tell me he isn't gnawing on your finger. That Does is he what have he's teeth? Doing. Oh, he's got two bottom teeth, and he puts oh, those chompers to work. Nice. That's, That's a nice awesome. little pinch into it. <laughs> Jameson also told me that mom was like, hey, can I give Shep, or not Shep, can I give Rhodes a pretzel stick? And they're like, he has two and a half teeth. No, give, give him a <laughs> no, pretzel, no, stick. pretzel stick. <laughs> Benji got some avocado this week. Nice. Uh, I gave him a little banana. I didn't know that Allie did not want him to have fruit yet, but he mm. got some banana. Nice. Apparently, it's a little highly concentrated in sugars, but we did that. He got mm. a lime, a lemon, Jeez. and an orange. So he was just kind of trying stuff all week. He just tried, wow. He was just trying some and, stuff. And speaking of, we have uh, today, Jace uh, Wilder That's right. McGowan. Welcome to the family. New edition. This is the birthday edition podcast. Sorry. Shout out, George. It took us a minute yeah. here. Yeah. Jace, Jace Wilder welcome McGowan. to the world. He I know you guys probably haven't told 12. the world yet, but we are part of your birth announcement. Oh, shoot. Yeah, maybe we should have um, said this. We got this. I guess we're going to we'll have to delay this we'll, pod release we'll text, for a day we'll or two. <laughs> hey, Jor. Well, Hold wait. On, me... You know what? 
we'll find out if Jordan's still listening. We'll see if we get the text after we release it. You think um, uh, he'll answer? No, I think he just let it go, man. I think he's, he's having a big day. I think he let it go. Oh, you're calling him? Yeah, we'll oh. see. Okay. Hi, this is Jordan. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll figure we this it, one. Out. We gave it a shot. We gave it a shot. Jazz, Jazz was telling me she's like, I watched this video where it was like, hey, whenever you send baby pictures to the group chats that now exist after you have, you know, family group sure. chats, friend group chats, sure. wherever, that is now whether you like it or not, permission for them to share and post the picture. So make sure it's a picture that you like. Yep. And if yeah, yeah, it's tough to it, tough sure to corral those images otherwise. Totally. Yeah, yeah, you really got to be mindful. Listen, I'm trying to protect my son's digital footprint, Jess. All right, aren't we all? We're blur- we're blurring his face from day one. You're not so you're look, not going to see his face <laughs> until you're great. in person. I don't want to know what he looks like. But look, Thanksgiving was great. The vultures came down. Big good times. We've got some good pickleball in. Ah, um, yeah, we whooped your booty in pickleball. Uh, look, me and Dad struggled a bit. Um, I wouldn't say we were, we weren't, we just weren't additive to each other. You know how like mm. some players, you know, they, they complement each other's weaknesses and stuff. I would say uh, this podcast is very additive. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad and I were not particularly additive to each other's games. So you would say um, you're additive free? Yes, your game? I was. Yeah. Oh, um, interesting. Individually nutritious. Healthy. Individually nutritious. Sure, together. Sure, sure. Little comp- Dad and I were Red went zero three in our matches when we played oh. together. It was tough, tough scene. Um, D- Dad, um, Dad's a competitive guy. Is where we got all of it. But I feel like as he true. gets older, there's a little more feisty. He, yeah, he does. He, I'd say the shields are down slightly. <laughs> the shields are slightly shields. down. What shields? I just, I don't know. I just watched Star Wars, so I. <laughs> <laughs> The filter, you know what I'm saying. The filter, you know, the filter's lesson. Uh, we just got, we just watched. Um, Jazz never seen the Martian. Oh, that great movie, yeah, dude! Great. So good. I haven't watched it in a while. Made me cry. Big, big fan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, you're emotional. You, you got a kid coming. When's the last time you cried? In, Why did in you a cry? Movie? What oh, part dude, of the Martian made you cry? At the end, it's not Interstellar. The struggle, the battle, and then he like, like his team comes and saves him, and it's the whole thing. He How do you cried not... during the Martian? Hey, man. All I right. need you to. I need, might need you to cry more. Listen, Caleb Williams is going to be our quarterback. Oh he's golly, an emotional man. He is an emotional guy. I'm not sure. I can, I'm ready for the, the level of vulnerability the record, that there, Caleb Williams. You are not is ready with. for Caleb. I've already prepared to receive some texts from you where I'm like, "Listen, it's the new man." Okay, we're painting fingernails and we're crying. I'm tell gonna me, join tell him. me a little bit about this Drake May guy. What am I? Uh, what am I think? What am I looking at here? Uh, also, a high high caliber. I would say the difference between the two, um, potentially Drake's floor is a little higher, but Caleb's ceiling is like two, two, eight, eight stories. Look, is is Drake May's floor higher than Mitch Trubisky's? That's what I need to know. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Well, look, the last time we passed on Patrick Mahomes, it was for Mitch Trubisky. So I just want to know if we're going to pass Dude, on the next Patrick Mahomes. Do I have a higher floor here? With Mitch Trubisky, I'm going to ask Drake you to May. hold my hand, take a risk, and jump. That's what I'm asking. So, Bo Nix, that's where we're going. We're going <laughs> Bo Nix. Potential Heisman. We're going to go Jaden. Jaden. Uh, no, McDaniel's is the. Um, I know who you're talking about. I'm not in on the Shadur. Shadur needs another year, and maybe yeah. another coach. Penix. 
You know, Penix? Big, big Penix. Hey, what, what was up with Penix? Was he just having a little Caleb Williams moment? What was going on there at the end of that game? Okay, well, now we're not just calling everyone. When Benji cries next, you'd be like, hey, he's having a Caleb Williams moment. Okay. <laughs> just calm down. No, I think he's well, not. No, here's the problem. Is Caleb Williams was crying after like a big loss. Penix won the game and he's over there crying. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. The whole scene was kind of interesting. Um, he, he, put, we, he wasn't even watching the end of the game. Yeah, he was he, in the tent he couldn't crying. Watch it. He's not a overly emotional dude. Like you don't see him. Like he's even keeled steady all the way through. And at the end of the game, I wasn't sure if it's like I'm feeling so much pressure whether this, whether this goes in or not, or I've lost out on the Heisman. Or maybe he's he's injured. Maybe he was sick. I'm not sure. But even the scene of like the security guard behind him waving off a coach mm-hmm. and like being like, "No, I got him." And and maybe that's his own personal security <laughs> it's his guard uncle or something. Yeah, I don't. No, no, don't I don't know that. what it was. the The whole thing was interesting. I went and found the post game interview, and someone asked him a question about it, and he basically was like, "Hey man, like I appreciate it, but like I'm good. Like I'm feeling okay. But like next question." He like didn't even want to talk about it. It was very all right. Yeah. So he. This just, is the Washington guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat Washington State. Speaking of um, field goal reaction, did you see the video of Jason Kelsey and um, Jalen Hurts when um, Elliott was hitting the fifty-nine yarder to tie the game? I didn't see Kelsey. I saw Hurts because he's done that before. So like, Hurts is just, clips. Hurts is sitting there, and. As the field goes going in, he's just sitting there like shaking his head like he's annoyed that the game even like came down to the field goal. No, I think he was frustrated. <laughs> yeah, he's frustrated with himself. Yes, yes, yes. And then Kelsey, Kelsey just like eyebrows lift as it goes in. And as soon as it goes in, he's just bed to de- back to deadpan and just like, let's like just mad that they had to go to overtime to, to win this game. It was just funny, man. Like they were like when you put there was a clip of the two videos next to each other. We're like, what kind of reaction is this to a game dying field goal? Yeah, that they uh, they they don't maybe care about the regular season. I think is how I make sense of that. They're just ready to go back and try to win. I think you football. have to care about the regular season in the NFL because it's too easy to lose your seed. It's too easy to fall backwards. I don't know if I'd put that on it. Well, they have won all these like super close games, kind of been sloppy, messy, but they're pulling it out to what they're ten and one, right? Yeah, are now ten and one. Yeah, yeah. And so I think they're just like ready to keep it pushing. Or maybe in that game, Jason was like, I'm too old for this shit. Like we got well, it. also, or it could have been also Jason was mad himself. Cause he had two. was that an overtime or was that in the regular when he had the two back-to-back false starts? Oh yeah. Which was kind of weird. Um, Dude, for, I, have you been noticing that dudes getting off the line, offensive linemen? It feels like we are a little early a lot this year across the league. Everyone's everyone always times a snap, but I don't know. I think that the Kansas city guy, if people started like noticing that he was a big offender of it Four week five, that Taylor guy. So it started getting pointed out. And then as soon as it started getting pointed out with him, then it started being a thing like, Hey, kind of everybody is going early now. Is this new? Cause I don't know. I mean, Realistically, are you watching that closely on every snap to like really make sure it's all timed up? I can see when it's obvious. You can see when it's obvious. No, I'm not watching closely. You know who should be? And then throwing a yellow flag? The refs. <laughs> the refs should be watching that closely. I've just noticed it like this season and no way it's just now happening. I think you're right. It had like a magnifying glass on it for a game and now it's like become this league, league-wide thing. I think maybe the refs are doing the right thing where – 
if I can see it on the TV, then they should be throwing the flag. But if I can't tell, then it's probably yeah, not that big yeah, of a deal. If, if, if we can kind of like hide the murder, you know, and no, yeah. and not everyone knows about it. Like if yeah. we can bury it and like you know, with a replay, you could kind of see that. Like, oh no, yeah, if no that, one's if no one's admitting we definitely the killed crime, that guy. You know, we, we tripped yeah. him and he got ran over by a bus. I mean, geez, that's a little bit of an exaggerated equivalency if we're going like false start to murder. But okay. Guess guess like, what? Sometimes that's what it it kills the game. Sometimes it kills the game. Jess doesn't feel like a stretch to me. Look at at the Kroger. If you know, I end up with a Kit Kat in my pocket, walking out the door. Oh yeah, like or those plastic <laughs> or those like plastic um like candy things that like had a, the gummy worms and you kind of just open it up and you take a gummy worm and. I'd just like to say for the record, I've never stolen a chocolate bar from the grocery store, but I have stolen one from a golf course before. So where you kind of put it in your pocket and then you were like, oh shoot, I, or did you like, you're, hold on, hold on. This is like, like a, a intentional aware. I, I don't want to pay for this and walking out with this chocolate bar. I did. I me? did it. I did it once. I did it once. No, I, you I, did not. I took the chocolate bar. There was nobody in there. We were in a hurry and I had already paid for a drink or something like that. And I think I just like looked around for like somebody to like pay for my the Snickers bar or something like that. And I was like, stuff it. I'm just taking the Snickers no bar. No <laughs> way. You stole a candy bar. Took a candy bar. Oh my God. I've stolen plenty of things, but that's because like it was an accident. Like I remember walking in the store with Jazz and there was like the sports trivia game. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to buy this. And I put it in my hoodie, like hoodie yeah. pocket in front. Walked out 20 minutes later, I reached out. I was like, oh, I have this. Didn't mean to steal it. Did you but return it? Um, we either went back and bought it or we returned it or I didn't do anything. I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. But this was in the moment you made a, you made a, like a, a decision. Jess made a decision that I was wow. taking the Snickers. This yeah. is, this is surprising. Thank you yeah. for sharing. And now I feel yeah, like an no. accomplice to this. Yeah, no, you're guilty now too. For but sure. I didn't get into the candy bar, so I probably can fight it off. I've been watching Suits, so I know how to I know how to okay. fight off a case. Okay, good. Yeah, you're you're yeah. definitely up to that show's gone downhill. Let me tell um, you. Well, considering it was over ten years ago. And <laughs> it went nine seasons. So it's well, well, a it lot is. of seasons. It's hard to keep a plot going for nine seasons. It's the same thing every episode, too. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. I get that. Got to see Marco when she was young. Uh, did you watch Thursday or Monday night's game? I did. Vikings. I did. I did watch uh, the vast majority of that game. I was in the car for a portion of it. I was. Uh, I started the first half of the game at the bowling alley, throwing some strikes. Oh, nice! And then little uh, little maybe, date with Al. Yeah, went out with a couple a couple friends up in uh, Chicago post post Thanksgiving, and then made my way home to watch the debacle of that game. Oh my that gosh, was, dude! Red zone touchdown. Monday. Red zone touchdown. Gents, do we boom, need boom. to have? Do we need to have a, a conversation about the Chicago sports landscape? Did you see what happened today? Which part? But the Blackhawks. Oh, the Corey Perry thing? <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to go there. <laughs> I'm well, still not start, sure we can go there. Let's start with the most recent at work backwards. I'm still not sure we can go there. I wasn't even going to go there when I was talking about the Chicago sports world. So I the was going to go with more just the a, general a locker room guy, right? <laughs> let's call him a veteran, a seasoned veteran. I know. All right. I think no. Look, no, you people, all, look people know about the story. Hey, you of all people should know. We have to, for the record, state that this this record, this alleged 
situation has been denied by the Blackhawks. Yes. They have denied any rumors that and they alluded to what we're alluding to here, what Connor's family might be alluding to. Listen, <clears throat> apparently Connor's allegedly, got- allegedly, there I- was a little bit of a family weekend, family road trip, where the moms joined the team yeah. for a couple games. A couple of the players allegedly found a couple of the moms to be attractive. Oh, wait, this was a group thing? No, I mean, I'm just speaking vaguely. Oh, I'm sure. Speaking vaguely. One particular fa- player found one particular mom to be attractive. Banging, apparently. Okay. She's now I've got to now I've got to put a rating on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, like uh, she he found her attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, what I you meant by that. That's like, what you meant by like that. Like sometimes when Jag when Logan on date night, I'm like, yeah, hey, Jazz, you look banging. You look you know? banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and how then that works. something might happen later. Yeah. Hey, Malachi. Someone stole um, a chocolate bar, if you know what I mean. Somebody <laughs> took a chocolate bar and with intent. Uh, that is the alleged incident accident, that's happened. You know? on, and the Blackhawks have since... They, they started off by dismissing Corey from the team for a few days, and then today they just released him. Yeah. Um, which, Jets, is that grounds for, re- for releasing someone from the team? Hooking up with your star player's mom? Um, <laughs> I think if the star player's borderline illegal and like or underage, yeah. Like, yeah. had Bedard been like thirty, do you think they still that still happens? Well, the bummer is that you brought in this guy to be like a role model, locker room I old head that for a Bedard played that he was supposed to be a mentor. I don't think he was ever no, no, brought in to be a mentor not, to no, Bedard. No, 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 not but he was Bedard, supposed. But he was brought in to be a like. A steady veteran to show on a very but young. He's also built his career. Guys. He's also built his career on being in like a menace. He's built like his career agitator. on this. You're Not telling on, me this has happened before. <laughs> this is how he made it. To, no, but Corey Why Perry is an agitator. So it, it's not like you are bringing in. The, the best of dudes. Yeah, you're not bringing in the you brought next in a slasher. Punk. You're you just know? an old punk. Yeah, totally. You know, ne- next we should go get the guy that sliced the dude's neck with. Whoa, a skate. okay, okay. Yeah, you know? maybe bring okay. him in next. Jeez. Hopefully, you know he you doesn't really, really, on. real vulgar, real quick on his pod. Yeah, it's hard to know what to believe. I don't know if we'll ever actually get a story on that in terms of like whether or not that actually happened. The Blackhawks, for their part, are saying that is definitely not what happened. It was some misconduct, unacceptable behavior was what they, I think, how they phrased it in the, which, like, they're both adults. <laughs> what, are we doing? what are we doing here? Depending, depending on, like, the context. Look, I'm not condoning what yeah. happened, but does, is that really grounds for letting a guy, like, cutting a guy from the team? Yeah, I think, I think you have to protect your best asset. And if Padar was like, yo, that's not very cool. I get it. I guess, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's okay. It. And if he's like, no, yeah, then right. yeah, I guess you got to get him off the if team. We're going to choose one, you know? Um, well, if they want to call a player's meeting, the Bulls have a lot of experience with that this yeah. season. You know? Dude, I, this is the worst collectively that I think Chicago's have, Chicago sports have been in my lifetime. Even yes. if you can say that there is, you got reason to be optimistic about the Blackhawks. There's reasons to hopefully be optimistic about the Cubs. The collective performance of the Chicago sports team over the last, let's say, 18 months. 
I mean, you you could probably say two years, but definitely the last 18 months. This is the worst collectively Chicago sports have ever been in my lifetime. I think whenever we, we hit our peak when like there was DeMar MVP like talks happening. And then when we he finally like came back to earth and the Bulls came back to earth and we were like the one seed at one time. This was last season. I mean, this was there, the very, very beginning of last season. And then no, this Cubs wasn't even last. No, I think you're thinking of no, it was last season. two seasons ago. I don't think Demar was ever in the MVP oh, conversation right. last it was season. Two seasons ago. Yeah, I think that that high mark, high water mark for the for the Bulls was the first Demar year. So this is just well. Then we'll recap other ones. Cubs missed out in the playoffs. White Sox were a team and have been worst. one of the worst teams in the in baseball for the last couple of years since they sold off everybody in 2020 2021 yeah they sold the team off that's when they traded away bryant baez rizzo all those guys yep obviously the blackhawks were really bad up to this point put him in a position to get bernard we know everyone knows the bears who they've been what they've been uh it's really yeah tw- basically the white pan- Sox. even though we're not white Sox fans but the white Sox are one of the most inept franchises in baseball i think we can mirror this to the pandemic pandemic and Chicago sports have walked in tandem. Now we've come out of the pandemic. So here's my question. There's potential Shohei talk. Oh, coming out of the pandemic. <laughs> Caleb Williams. Oop, coming out of the pandemic. Bedard's balling out. Oop, coming out. Like, are we about to hit our swing? Just our they, upward swing. I mean, that's certainly the hope. I mean, but realistically, who's the only team that's poised to have a good 2024 is the Cubs. They're our best chance with bringing in console council. And if they can make some moves, but dude, the bulls are one of the worst teams in bas- like in the NBA. Yeah. How do that, we switch to their under that under is hitting my friend? Yeah, we, it is bad. Do we at least have our pick this year? Please tell me we have our pick this year. We do have our pick. Okay. Yeah. God. We do have our pick. And we'll probably, I mean, yeah, we, we at the very least need to get rid of Caruso. And and I think then you go to move DeMar. DeRozan, move yep. Levine. The re-signing of Vooch, it's like maybe you just I, re-sign him to. Trade it's honestly him. the most tradable contract we have. For, for, yeah. Like aside from Caruso, it's not like it was crazy money. A team would take him. We wouldn't get a ton back for him, but he's not unmovable. I think Levine's almost harder to move at this point. And with the Bulls, there is no clear like quick success path. This has to be not to the studs. But like, well, who are you keeping? Who's a building block? Patrick Williams has. Io is nice. No, Io is going to be a free agent after this year. It's like we only signed him one not, year deal. I we, we only just had re- like a. We just did re-signed we resign him? him? Yeah, we just oh, maybe you're right. Um, dude, Patrick Williams has uh, like it's it's officially he was the only chance for this year to turn around for the Bulls. Or to have some upside, he was the only the only reason you had a like any semblance of optimism going into this bowl season was like if Patrick Williams hits another level, hits a stride, something changes in his like his aggression, that can be the that can be the pivot uh, point for the for Bulls. Too much, hoping for too much. I think Austin Mazenga had this take, and it it was about the Bulls window when they were good, and we held on to Pat too tightly when we could have shipped him for something to actually like potentially make a move. And I think that's right. 
we we held yeah, on we to could have gotten tightly. some pieces there. I I understand why, man. When you actually watch, when all of a sudden Patrick Williams does something, you can understand why they valued him the way that he did. The dude is so athletic. He's actually got a decent shooting touch. He's a pretty like explosive athlete. He's a decent defender. He just doesn't have the motor. Like if you ha- if you gave like Draymond Green's mentality to Patrick Williams like skill set, he'd be an all-star this year. Draymond's mentality? Dude, just like the motor, just that FU. The guy's like, gone mental this year. Dude. I'd rather I would rather Pat Williams be off like like slightly off the rails than like making the like the bed for the other team like Maybe. during the game. Speaking of Pat's uh, jazz the other day, sitting on the couch, NBA games on, wasn't really paying attention. And she's like, you know who I like? I was like, oh, who do you like? She goes, I like Pat Beverly. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, I saw an interview worst, with him and his kid. Worst was, take from Jasmine. Hasn't yeah, watched a game, her. A ba- like a basketball jazz. minute of his. But uh, she liked this interview with jazz, him and his kid. I'm going to need you to cancel that take. That's that's not That's not who we're about. Although... I'll take Pat Bev's mentality for in Patrick Williams body. Just like the dude just does not have that like competitive fire. I don't doubt that he work. He doesn't work hard. I don't doubt that he doesn't. You know what it actually kind of reminds me of? And because it's funny, because I'm pretty sure Patrick Williams is the youngest of like a, like a collection of brothers. Mm. Um, Do you remember, um, Jeremiah, when he would play, when he was playing high school basketball, our youngest brother Jeremiah. Yeah, and when I'd see him in the games, like he was just so he just deferred so much and was just like not mm. aggressive at all. Um, and I remember talking like, dude, like I'm like, dude, you don't you don't play like that. We're at home, like you freaking like take it like to people. Like what do you what are you doing? Is like I don't know. I just when I'm in the games, I just like I just don't play like that. I just like I just kind of play off my teammates more. I just I was like, dude, like you're the probably one of the better players on the court. Just go friggin' take it to people. Yeah. And he grew into that being more confident. And I think, you know, that's kind of what you're like. And by the time Jerry was towards the end of his basketball career, he genuinely was one of the best players and played like it. But he just, when he was his first couple of years, he just didn't play with that confidence. I don't know, man. It's just, there's something about, I think that's something that people say, that either it's one of those you either have it or you don't things. Just the, that killer instinct. Patrick Williams does not have it. You know who does? Tell me, Corey Price. Corey Price, or who's the guy in the Blackhawks? Corey, Corey Perry. Corey Perry. Different instinct. kind of killer instinct. Yeah, killer instinct. Very. He's knows what he wants. He's got moxie. You know. <laughs> sure. Pat Pat Williams could use some moxie as well. So that's a big letdown. The Bears have been the disaster that they've been. Yeah, nothing new there. Defense played very well, though. It was fun. It was fun to see a good defensive game. Granted, it was Josh Dobbs, but still, it's hard to evaluate them. But we can't just chalk up the, every game. Journeyman. Like, oh, I know they've played some good defensive games. They just they about, oh, hard to evaluate them against like that quarterback. We say the same thing about Fields on the offense. Dude, maybe the Bears' defense is really bad at defending bubble screens, and that's why Luke Getze thinks they work so well, because in practice, he can just throw bubble screens Dude, against his own defense over and over again. Getze cannot help himself with these screens, man. It's bad. It's never, and it just, 
it never works. Why does he keep thinking it's going to work? Because it, it does rarely work, but it's like one every like four or five times, and it goes for like a DJ Moore 12-yard gain. I don't know why he thinks they're shifty, because there was a play at the end of the game where he threw onto Mooney, and the Vikings snuff it out as if they called the play for us. They're like, hey, try a screen. All right, cool. And then they and then and then they made like it, it was like I think like a five yard loss behind the line of scrimmage. Uh yeah, the 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 Bears offensive play calling and red zone um it's the best way to say this. Ineptness, is that a word? Probably not. But it was it was really bad on Monday. I was ready for Fields to to ball out, and I feel like he was like ready to do it too. And Getsy thing. Every time I see Eberflus in the sidelines, I have no confidence in that man to do anything. Okay, so I was listening to the CHGO guys. If you could only get rid of one, they get they get they offered this poll. It's just obviously a hypothetical. But if you could only get rid of either Eberflus or Getsy, who would you get rid of? Uh. Wow. So you could get a new head coach next year, but you got to keep Getsy as the OC, or you can scrap Getsy, or you can get rid of yeah, get rid of Getsy, but Eberflus is still the I head coach g- next year. Give me a give me a head coach. You want a new head coach? Yeah, and we'll figure out the offensive play calling. I just need an offensive. No, head no, coach. like that's that's the thing is like if you you got you can get a new head coach, you get a new team manager, but you still got to work with Getsy's play calling playbook. Well, he's still I mean, the OC. Maybe I take Getsy though. In that case, if like we can't, you know, kind of sparse it out because who is doing the defensive play calling? Hey, give me Eberflus, man. I'll I'll ride it back with him. But since he's taken over the defense, they've actually looked okay. But he just didn't. In you don't you don't get the impression though that the oh. team is out on him. I know he's not the best like interview guy or the best. He's not the best PR guy no, I for agree his own there, organization. The team I don't think he's him. lost the locker room and he coaches right. a good defense. I need a new offensive game plan. Yeah. I need a new offensive game plan. Yeah. I think they're both going to be gone anyways after this season. But the, the confusing part for me on Monday is that you, I, I of course you're always playing to win, but Getsy felt like he was like playing to like preserve. Oh, we're going to win a close one. Like when they drove down, they were down one point and they ended up winning by two. Super aggressive, getting downfield. That big pass to DJ Moore on a rope was fantastic. But when you throw in these bubble screens and these short passes, it's like, what do you have to lose here? Taking a gamble or putting Fields in position to make the throw? Because if you're calling plays for Fields where it can actually can develop in front of his eyes and he gets a chance to make a decision, that's on Fields. That's not on Getsy. You throw these bubble screens. We're looking at you, and 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 now we're 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 blaming the OC because it feels like that's all you got. Now there were there were offensive play calls, offensive plays called where Fields was holding onto the ball five six seconds, and maybe no one was open downfield. But maybe Getsy's seeing that and going, "Okay, didn't work. Let's give him something quick and easy." Right. But give him Trying the short five-yard slant. Take the decision-making out of his hands. Yeah, give, give him the short five-yard slant. Give him the out. You know, like he can he can make those throws. It doesn't need to be a bubble screen or a like twelve-yard. You know, like up and over. I don't know. It's yeah. I'd rather it be a predetermined read to like a, a quick slant and just say, hey, no matter what, just put that ball there and we'll live with what happens, as opposed to 
these bubble screens that just oh gosh damn super frustrating i think they ran 14 screens during that game which is an insane number of screens so scenario plays out where fields you know let's say he throws for 2800 yards rushes for like 600 whatever and it's like okay he showed something but like if i had him going into next season I still would be like, yeah, you still got to show me more. Would you rather hold on to that guy or you're drafting a Penix, a May, a, a bow? Like, I'm not saying you have the one or two overall pick. You just get one of the quarterbacks. Let's hope it's Caleb. Let's hope, hope it's May, but maybe it's Jaden Daniels. Maybe it's Bo Nix. Maybe it's Michael Penix. You know, there's, there's other guys out there. And then you kind of trade fields and get like a third rounder or something. Restart the QB clock. Man, I want to be in on field so Same. bad. So I just, bad. I, I'm so sick of starting over. I want to just say. Well, and he's a gamer too. It's not just about starting over. Like I believe Dude, the, those I believe two the fumbles were so bad. Yeah, those were bad. The, the, the first one, which one we got popped in the middle of the field. That one was like. That might have been the second one. I understood. Like, he just put his helmet right on the ball, kind of unlucky. There was one where he tried to literally, like, as if there was a screen and he was splitting it to go to the basket. And the guy yeah. was just, like, ripped it. And it's like, come on. Look look where you're going. You're trying to split two defenders and you have just have the ball out there. That one was bad. That one was bad. I will say this. I had another thought for you. And, and then we can go back to my hypothetical scenario. Fields has looked better with weapons. With... And we ish, had better ish, ish better, just like objectively how much better we can, you know, talk about that, but he's just looked better. I was watching Mahomes on Sunday, really the whole season. And if Mahomes looks bad because of his weapons and I had him thinking, maybe we haven't actually gotten like a full fields thing because we just got him wep like a good weapon this season. Komet has developed running back game has been showing up finally an offensive line that's serviceable. Like, and, and in those moments, like I'll, I'll look up his like season averages, but dude, he's been pretty good when he finally has something in front of him because even the best quarterback in the league is struggling without weapons. I think the difference between field struggling and Mahomes struggling is Mahomes is still executing his part of the job. He's still making the throws He's still making the right decisions. He's still he's still playing his part and he is being let down by the talent on the other side where you're seeing the drops, you're seeing the bad decision making with the ball in the hands, you're seeing the inability to go up and make the catch, that type of stuff. That's where the talent is letting down Mahomes or they're just, you know, they're not getting the separation. I think where that argument falls apart for Fields is Fields isn't even giving his guys the opportunity to make the play because he's not putting the ball up downfield. Yeah. He's not giving them the chance to go up and win those balls. He's not making the throws. He's not performing his side of the play consistently enough. Yep. And so that's the difference to me where you still see Mahomes doing his best to play his part. Yeah, and I don't think that's the same for Fields. I don't think I can say the same for Fields. No, 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 no. And and obviously Mahomes has nothing to prove here in the sense of like, can you do it? And that's what we're asking Fields to prove. Because uh, you, you're right, 
like Mahomes is is putting you know the ball in the spots and it's the receivers messing up and there hasn't really been a lot of that this season for us it's been waiting on fields so point taken but I but I do in, in it's the not sense to say that Mahomes, more talent wouldn't help fields I think you're always going to see if you have a truly dominant skill position group they are going to elevate what how good a quarterback can look because they're just going to constantly be winning their matchups right, totally like fields gets a you know an 80 yard pass but it's a a five yard slant that dj Moore takes to the house right but that goes to like his stat yeah, line gets credit for that so i guess what i'm what i'm saying is that if, if we can even see a a patrick mahomes type player be slower to process and make the throws it's not it's not that he needs to prove it or that he can't do it because obviously he can but with fields has there been enough with the opportunity for those weapons? And then also Mahomes is an Andy Reid, and we don't have anything remotely close to that. And it's, it's also the, the part as a fan you can never know for the evaluation right. is what's actually being called. What's the intent of a play? What right. are they giving? What are they letting him do? What are they not letting him do? And you can never know that. You can just only see what's happening on the field and then also see how people are reacting, though. And are the wide receivers getting frustrated because the ball was supposed to go to them and it didn't get there. Are they, you know, are <clears throat> what's the, uh, that's, that's the only thing you can really, you know, sideline coach as a fan. And so there's always an, an element of it's, the analysis is a little unfair because it's incomplete, but when you're over and over and over again, seeing the, I see again with fields, it's just the lack of the, willingness to just put the ball in the air that's like you are a three and eight football team fighting for nothing basically mm-hmm. at this point except like your pride what what in the world is the harm of just letting fields just start ripping balls down the field and who the like who cares what happens yeah see if he can make the throws see if your wide receivers can win those battles like if i'm pulls i'm just telling them open it up man i don't care what you think he can and can't do at this point let's let him show us over and over again on the field, not just in practice, on the field, that he can't make those big time throws and keep your bubble screens at home. Yeah. Bush League. 198 yards a game. He is completed 64% of his passes, 12 that touchdowns. Not very much. Six interceptions. Um, I bet you 64% ranks pretty low. Uh, Jens, I think we've depressed any listeners that are still here enough with our Chicago talk. Let's do a quick run around the league um, or just to run around the sports landscape to kind of as a little finishing segment for the pod here. Um, obviously, the number one story uh, in this week, Tiger Woods is back on the golf course for the Hero World Challenge. Jensen, where are you going to be Thursday morning when this tees off? I didn't realize this was happening Thursday morning, but I did see that he was playing. Um, I will either be here with my newborn son or here with a very pregnant wife or at the hospital. All great places yeah. to watch a round of golf, if I may <laughs> say so myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, where will you be? You seem very excited about this. Uh, yeah, you know, I've got the morning free. I've got an event that afternoon slash evening. So uh, I want to say, let's see, I think Tiger tees off around 10 o'clock. So hopefully I'll get to catch, you know, the first nine holes or so. Just Tiger back in action, man. You just got to soak it up when it's there. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. It's that you know, it's not a true full field event. I think there's like 20 players in the field or something like that. Mm. It's it's a it's a limited field like basically exhibition event. But Tigers teen it up with Justin Thomas. They Fun. tee off at 10:52 Central Time. It's just gonna be it's gonna be good to see the big cat back out there swinging. That's awesome. Um, one thing I want to bring up to you um, is our Kirk Cousins Jared Goff bet. Remember you said that I could keep oh. my locked in QBR. Oh shoot, did I? You did. That's not good. Goff's had a rough couple weeks. Yeah, he's fallen down to eleven in QBR, and uh, Kirk is at seven. So why did I let you lock in seven? I'm not really sure. I mean, he he may have been lower at that point because there have been quarterbacks who could have been above him, but his what sixty. Uh, yeah, sixty-three point two is locked in, and and golf is at a fifty-eight point seven. So we got time mm. for him to ball out, but mm. yeah, the the wine. QBR well, it's a good bet. thing we don't ever write down what we bet on these things, anyways. Uh, I actually think I did write it down this time. Nah, there's no proof of that. Okay, well, I will pull up the list. Uh, Jensen, let's see here. Of oh, see, this isn't qualified. That's not helpful. I don't. Jensen, who leads the NFL in completion percentage? Um, Stroud. False. Keenan Allen. He is one of one with 100% completion percentage. <laughs> nice one. Thanks, NFL.com, for not giving me ability to uh, filter out by qualified passers. So we'll try football reference instead. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say? Nothing. I'm just looking for this bet that I thought I wrote down. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have. Let's see, passing leaders, passing completion percentage. Um, let's see here. Completion percentage. Okay, Jensen. Now, can you guess again who is the completion percentage leader uh, of qualified passers? I'll stay. I'll stay with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Uh, that is not Stroud. Um, Stroud is actually 24th on that list. He oh, is actually um, okay. two spots behind go, Justin Fields. Can I go Josh Allen? Uh, that would be a weird choice because he's notoriously inaccurate. Um, no. But he's seventh, yeah. so closer. Um, I want you to think game manager quarterbacks. We're oh. thinking game Jordan managers. Love. No, Jordan Love is actually the second worst of qualified passers with a 60.5. Oh, Dak? Dak is number two. We're ah! getting closer. Uh, game managers. He's the game manager. Mr. Irrelevant himself. Oh, Brock. Brocky Brock. Brock Purdy. Nice. 70.2%. Um, Justin Fields is 64.4%. He is 22nd out of 33 qualified Jeez, passers. 6%. Can you guess the worst quarterback? the only quarterback completing less than 60% of his passes with 59.2% of his passes. Oh, interesting. Uh, Baker Mayfield. It is not Baker Mayfield. Mm. Baker is one spot above our boy, Justin Fields. Derek Carr. Not Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a completion percentage fiend with uh, our friend um, uh, Alvin Kamara. So, Mm. I mean, he's still at least 60. Uh, Josh Dobbs. It is Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson, man, 59.2%. You know that's worse than Trubisky, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Does that, is that a worse outcome than Trubisky? 
you missed out on Mac Trey and Justin. I, I think if you put Justin on the Jets, I think he'd be playing pretty well. My I don't know how you could say that their situation would be any better or that his weapons are that much better. His what? His weapons? Um, You'd have one weapon. That Gar- you you would take Garrett Wilson above or take DJ Brees Moore. Hall. Take Brees Hall above DJ Moore. That I'm running back or, or doesn't sorry, help Brees a quarterback Hall, uh, that much. Over Khalil Herbert. You just said Derek Carr to Alvin Kamara. You just said that. I know, but you just said it helped him with Alvin Kamara. Percentage. Alvin Kamara is a wide receiver. He like he doesn't play like a traditional running back. Um, I just think that this has nothing to do with the Jets and everything to do with the Bears. Whatever, keep moving on. Um, Anyways, you, are you, you into the playing tournament? I still haven't figured out what it means <laughs> so yet. No. So, so no, I. I does seem that there've been some like good marquee matchups and the teams have been playing harder. Um, so there've been some good uh, matchups there uh, spe- specifically some good West coast matchups, you know, Denver versus Doug, you know, Clippers, Denver and the Lakers have been good games. Um, I think the Suns have been interesting. I, I don't know. Actually, the Suns have been boring. I haven't enjoyed watching the Suns. What's kind of fun is the game that's on tonight is Kings Golden State. It's playing right yeah. now. Yeah. And the Golden State has to win by twelve to advance. So, okay, so there's starting to be some stakes. So here, this is where I've not been able to keep up with it since I've been on like this yeah. three week out of the sports thing. So we're actually getting to the point now where the games actually matter to advance. Yeah, because it's all about point differential. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're so you're you're kind of getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I think bit. it's kind of fun. I I uh, I don't know that I will look at a team who is one and go, that's a trophy case, or that's that's a trophy to put in the case. Like that's a great one. Like if the Bulls won, how much does that mean to me as a fan? I'm not really sure if it really mm-hmm. means anything. I but do the think- games are higher stakes, and that's enjoyable. And and the courts, like the differentiating, I didn't really get the design at first. But it just being like, hey, a playing game or a playing, not playing. What's it called? Uh, in-season tournament games happening. Come oh, in. so they put that court down specifically when it's a tournament. Tuesdays and Fridays game. is the are those courts? See, you're, I'm glad you're tracking with this because I have not been tracking with. It. I've just been seeing random courts all over the place. Some of them are really color saturated, yeah. and I don't like them. Yeah. Um, the Reds, the Bulls, Reds, kind of tough. It's a bit much. Yeah, it's, it's a tough. lot. It's a lot. It's tough. But I'm yeah I th- I think it's I think it's a good thing I think getting players especially because no one really watches the NBA before Christmas like the NBA kind of starts sure. on Christmas and so being able to like draw an audience while football is going on I think is like a smart play good move I'm into it yeah I I'm I'm a fan of them trying to do something to improve the value of the regular season games because particularly the early season of the reg or early segment of the regular season it is kind of tough to figure out what they're or you can just tell the players aren't as into it like the games are just not as competitive unless you get like a really good marquee national game um, and that's just purely because of the volume of the game so i'm really glad they're trying to do something i've seen some criticism of the inserting season tournament like oh it doesn't mean anything it's not when it's like well of course it's brand new like you can't it takes time for something to have value in terms of, or have history. Like I saw some video criticizing like, Oh, why are they trying to be like soccer? Like the reason those tournaments matter matters because they have history and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you can't get history unless you start doing it. So it's like to criticize. It's like, 
oh, this is stupid. They don't have any history. It's like, okay, so they can never do it because that it's always new. That's stupid. It's a stupid argument. Yeah. Sorry, we can't add 40 years into this thing already happening. So we have to start, like, if they think, if they want it to become a thing that matters, then you just have to start doing it and see if people start caring about it. And so I'm not mad that they're trying to do it. I think they've done a really poor job of explaining how it works to someone like that myself that watches a lot of sports for me to really still have not a clear understanding of what's happening and when things matter doesn't really bode well for their marketing strategy. It could also be just a you thing. Jens, look, (laughs) I'm usually pretty willing to say that I'm not up on things, but I follow NBA on Instagram, on Twitter. I follow the league. I I'm keeping up on this stuff. At least I'd like it, to think it, I am. It didn't. It didn't take that much for me to to understand. Quick Google Jensen, search. You're because they were talking about it. They're talking. About I it. wanted them to explain it to me. I didn't <laughs> want to have to go seek it out. Well, um, don't, I'm, don't I'm, lead me like don't just like tell me to do it. just lead me when I'm in the mood <laughs> to be led. I, I I want our manager to be a homeless person. <laughs> a homeless person. Yeah. Did you get, an did you get the reference I yeah. was talking about? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm adding on to it it's what he said an outsider i don't are you still quoting the offense uh, yeah offense? ryan, ryan t- maybe that was the season you didn't watch ryan talks about that they're wanting his new manager and he goes i want an outsider in here he's like like a homeless person and pam's like wait i want you to repeat it ryan you want a homeless person <laughs> as our manager uh lead me when I want when to, in the be mood to be led yeah. but don't just tell so me what good. to do you know uh isn't that actually real Come on, you're telling me. Come on. Oh, well, Jess, good to see you and good to talk to you. This is good. This is good. I'm I'm ready to key in Tuesdays and Fridays to the to the in season. Well, now tournament. it gets fun because the knockout runs are coming up. Like now it's a, a one time elimination game. Uh, and I'll give you a little more details. All Please. the games count towards their regular season right. except the championship right. game. Okay, so that is one extra game. That game. that's next. So some two teams will be playing eighty-three games. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Or gotcha. yeah, yeah, that's how that would have to work. So the teams that play in the semifinal elimination games are they? Do they lose a matchup with another team at some point? No, that they drop like, a game. There's got to be some sort of scheduling mishap. That's why they do it earlier on. So that would be because everyone plays everyone. Right. Yeah. Like it's not like the NFL. So they're just basically going to move games around at the end of the season. Yeah. If those teams play each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scheduling is going to be great. Whoever like has that job. But yep. So that right. work. Let's 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 let it ride. Yeah. Jens, I hope uh, you and Jazz have a great rest of your week. Um, Thank you. Looking forward to meeting your little guy when he joins us. Can't wait. But I also expect you to be right back here next week, <laughs> dialing up week 14 of the NFL. The people need you. I need you. And my wife does not need me. Your your wife can take a nap yeah. with your child. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, be beautiful. Well, thanks, Jess. All right, buddy. Good to see you. See you.